1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the "It's All Cobblers to Me" fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Happy New Year! Yeah, that is literally the only intro I could come up with. again and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored!
1: Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not out to three! Yes! Yes! To the-
0: Hello, welcome to It's All Cobbers to Me, the FSA Club podcast of the year. I'm gonna say that every single week with a big beaming smile on my face. I'm Charles. This is the podcast for you, fans of Northampton Town Football Club where we share the fans' views on all things NTFC. Coming up, did the three-game break do us a favour, or did it go against the Cobblers? The women bringing the new year with a win, and the windows open So who's been spotted in Taco Bell with Malcolm Christie this week. Hello, Danny Brothers and Chessie Coleman. Aye, aye. Aye. Happy New Year. Good Christmas, yeah? Yeah, it
1: was good.
2: I had yes. a good time. I thoroughly enjoyed your chat in the pub. With Mike Fuller. Oh, did you? That was a highlight of my Christmas, I have oh, to say. You
0: don't have um, to be so... Shucks. <laughs> you lovely. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good. How about the Christmas message, Chessie? Did you enjoy that?
1: Yes.
2: Good. What was your what was your favourite part, Jeffy?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't ask <answer> me <in> that. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: it is. <laughs>
0: oh, there we go. Yeah, Christmas. I just thought I'd do that last minute. I was like, we, we weren't... It was one of those where we, I, I messaged you guys tonight, and I said, "What do you think? There's no game to talk about. It's Christmas. Shall we just take the week off?" And we all agreed that it' would be fine. We all thought, and you know, I don't think anybody's turned around and, and told us off for doing it um, and been upset by it. Um, and I just, but I, there was a niggle, and I just sort of went, I should put something out." So I, I literally just got my phone and, and sat in my living room and recorded a message, and literally then just posted it up.
2: <laughs> it it so was great. It was probably did, did, rambly. It was very much in the style of the Queen, I thought. Was it? Um, and much, like the queen, much like the Queen, you yeah. had a certain hat on where you did it as well, I think.
0: Uh, I, had, have, I, had had my, f- I had my Christmas Fez on. Fez? Yeah. yeah, my Christmas Fez, <laughs> as <laughs> it would now be. Yeah. My best mate, Abs, the uh, friend of the pod, uh, He uh, he bought me a Fez. I'll just put it yes. on my head now. I'm wearing it now. There you go. That doesn't it doesn't really work. It's my fez. <laughs> I know none of you could see it, but you just have to imagine. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but yeah, he bought me a fez. Because that's uh, what best mates do.
1: Not to be mistaken for a pheasant. Obviously. No, no, yes, Jeffy. This is true. It's definitely not to be. Not a pheasant. Yeah.
0: No, that's it. Um, well, look. Thank you very much um, to everybody who has said Merry Christmas to us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year back to you. Absolutely lovely to be in 2022. And thank you to everyone who has bought a podcast mug as well so far. We're still raising money for Western Fable Food Bank. All of the profits of the mug are going to help that team support people in crisis uh, by helping to provide food and anything else that people may well need. Um it shouldn't happen. We know that. Food banks shouldn't really need to be there. Unfortunately, they are. So we want to do something that supports them. And um, what we've done is selling this mug, which we've all got one, haven't we, guys? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yes. Um still... my Christmas bourbon out of it.
0: Oh, hello. Uh, there's still time to get your hands uh, on one. They're just £14.99. That includes delivery. Just go to cobblers 2 forward slash shop and help us to raise money for Western Favel Food Bank this January. That'd be great. Thanks very much for those of you who've already done it. And thank you if you're about to go and do it right now. Right. Glad you've done that. Brilliant. Um, so, a little break, didn't we? Three game break. That was, well, let's be honest, that was a bit boring, wasn't it, Danny? Got a bit fed up without football.
2: A little bit. I think part of me was a bit relieved in a way. I know the thing we missed was the fact that we were on good form. I think if we'd gone into it um in awful form and lost the last few games, then we would have been like, oh, sod it, let's have a break. But because we were coming into it with such good form, we wouldn't H- have a gate. Was it the last one or it was it the last one? Was it Havagate no, the last one? Yeah. yeah. And we'd had a good win there with we're all pumped up and so to have three called off in a row is disappointing, especially Boxing Day. You love a bit of Boxing Day, don't you? Boxing Day football would have been nice. Yeah. But, Boxing Day football um,
0: is good,
2: yeah. Yeah. But um, but I think on the other side, part of me was like, oh, I don't have to worry about this over Christmas now. I can just <laughs> chill out.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know about you, Jeffy, but I actually was quite happy, especially when the Scunthorpe game got called off as well, because I actually kind of went, oh, good. I don't have to, as Daddy said, don't have to worry about this. Don't have to think about it. I can just carry on enjoying my Christmas. It was almost like... How you feel having time off work, perhaps you don't have to worry about it so much.
1: Well, I was thoroughly disappointed I couldn't make my annual Christmas pilgrimage. Oh, so, and you know, do you know, right, even so, Sean said to me just before the Scunthorpe game got called off, I fancy Mm. driving to Scunthorpe, it's 500 (laughs) miles, and he was like, I'd be all right, and then it got called off, and I was thinking, we must be doing well. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, we well, hang on. Can I just point out as well? I think I might drive to Scunthorpe is translation for you're doing the driving <laughs> all the way there and all the way back. Um, but I thought to myself, well, we must be doing well if he wants to go to Scunthorpe. But obviously it got called off. But I couldn't do my pilgrimage, so I was quite upset. Oh, But I uh, know I really missed it. it. It was like a void. But I had a lovely Christmas despite that. Went swimming with some pheasants and, and had some fun. So good. it was good. Good.
0: Um, I mean, speaking of the break, the Swindon game. On Saturday, on New Year's Day. I keep having to remind myself that that was Saturday, by the way. I don't know about you. I have no idea have what clear. day it is. Yeah. Um, the, the immediate question that, that has to come to mind is, is that result, a 5-2 defeat, is it because of the break? Is that, is that what has cost us, do you think?
1: Ha, uh, personally, having been there, mm. I don't, Think it it was a it was directly the reason why we lost. Okay, I think what did us completely was conceding straight after we'd scored. I think that immediately put the game to bed. Um, and it was ve- it was just a very hostile game. It was a it was a game where there were two very good teams. We've we've talked so many times over the last few months that this league is incredibly poor and it really is, but Swindon are not one of those poor teams. They were significantly better than both Forest Green and Exeter on the day that we played them. Um, and the, and I actually said to Sean at half time. I said, we need to come out, we need to score, we need to not do what we do against, Ex- did what we do did against Exeter because we're better mm. than that. Um, and of course we did exactly that, which was effectively just fall apart for 15 minutes. We managed to, get away with it when we played Exeter but we just didn't and the, it we just capitulated um, in, for 15 minutes but I think I've I've said this I've said it to you guys as well it, the fact that the vast majority of the fan base are not overly concerned by it says a lot about the game and, and the team at the moment I'm I wasn't concerned I, I think we just kind of have to write it off as just a rubbish day and you, you're going to get those games you're going to get games where it just really doesn't happen for you and, <clears throat> excuse me and you know Brady said preparation everything and that does come into it but he was very frank and very honest and said we fell apart for 15 minutes we never ever make defensive errors we were one of the best defenses in the league which obviously then clearly meant that we just conceded all our goals on the same day but Do you know what I mean? We don't do things like that. So I think it was just a terrible day at the office. And the idea that we just eventually ran out of steam, but I think we ran out of steam more so because we conceded straight after we scored. If we'd have gone on and scored another, I think we'd have just coasted through. But I think the impact of that, their goal straight after ours just put the nail in the coffin, so to speak.
0: We had uh, an interesting... uh, not an interesting necessarily um, tweet, but we had a tweet sent to us by at Town Posty after the game, saying "Don't make any excuses, COVID, etc." That was a poor second half. Twenty-one days without a game, and they turn up and play like that. Four goals conceded in nine minutes. Sounds to me like uh, I, I know you said that it's the majority of people that you've seen, Jeffy. But sounds to me like
2: Town Posty isn't too happy.
0: I, can you understand why that is, Danny?
2: Um, Well, I hope that's not Mitch Pinnock sending us that tweet. (laughs) Seems as though it's posty. But no, to me, I just don't see how you can not bring COVID into it. I know you can't use it as an excuse for the whole performance, but in terms of the little things, like the mental side of it as well, that defending is such a big thing. We play on such fine margins. We win games 2-1-1-0. It's very rare that we tear teams apart. So the defence is a massive part of our game that... One little slip, and then like conceding two in a couple of minutes—that's going to mentally make them switch off. And after three weeks, that little, the little bits of move, the little bit that John Brady was talking about afterwards, the little bits of movement, the the little um, what do you call it—the instinct to clear things and to be a step ahead of it and stuff—it just goes. I think mentally, once you've gone two one up and then go three two down, it just goes after that. And it it was must have been difficult for them to to carry on to go as much as we do usually because we're very much a team that is in people's faces. We're high energy, we're high octane, we we get into people's faces, we get on the attack, we physically get involved a lot and against a team like that it's going to be difficult because going to Swindon anyway would be a tough game and I think like Jeffy said we're just going to chalk it off and have a week's training hopefully. I mean the ideal situation would now would be play some sort of behind closed doors match on Tuesday, Wednesday. Get the minutes back into him again, and get built up again. But and hopefully by next week we'll be going all out. Because I think if this happens again next week, and you know we lose two or three 0 at home to Crawley, then questions can be asked. But I think at the moment you can't say that COVID hasn't had any effect on it.
1: I also, it's, th- it's, I,
2: it's the individual moments, isn't it, that, that's cost us.
1: I I also think that you're right in what you're saying, Danny. And off the back of that, I think if the fixtures were reversed, so it had Crawley on Saturday last and we had Swindon next week, I would be massively concerned if we lost 5-2 to Crawley and we had Swindon coming up. I'm less concerned that we've absolutely just fallen apart and lost 5-2 to Swindon and we've got Crawley coming up. Mm. Swindon are going to be right up there. I would say Swindon probably will go for automatic promotion because I've watched a lot of Cobblers games this season and the vast majority of them have been awful for both sides at times. Um, Forest Green? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. And I'll say it, Forest Green were awful on their day. Now, they're clearly not an awful team because they're seven points ahead of us. They're a good side, clearly, but they play atrocious football.
2: (laughs) Um, I think going back to Swindon as well, quickly, um, you could kind of see it because, yeah, was it Tuesday or Wednesday night? They played Stevenage, Mm -hmm. a game that they probably would usually be expected to win at home. They didn't have a shot on target till about the 70th minute, I don't think. Drew nil-nil. All their fans must have been like, OK, we'll we'll chalk that one off because it's their first game back after COVID. Mm -hmm. Probably didn't read too much into it. They come and smash us 5-0 at the weekend. And that's only a couple of days break in between games. So it's going to affect everyone. And Some teams would have won today or yesterday, sorry. But I think Swindon a team like that, to see the difference between Wednesday and Saturday, that's actually quite positive for us i think the fact that they've had a really lackluster performance against this stevenge who was struggling um to then produce that and to finish the way they did against us, that's encouraging for us i think
1: we were going yeah. so well though before that we conceded straight after our, our yeah. own goal yeah, we, we were like, going so, so well yeah
2: annoying yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> and we were and it, and it and i actually said this to you guys before literally 2 minutes before kickoff. i said one of us is going to get thrashed And I don't know which one it is. It was going to be either we came out and slaughtered them or they came out and slaughtered us. It literally was on a knife edge. And even at 3-2, you're thinking, have we got time to get back, in, do you know what I mean? It was like you didn't hear
2: the commentary, did you? Jimmy? Oh, Tim, Tim Oglethorpe <laughs> and
0: Gareth Wilshire on the commentary. <laughs> I mean, we were we were four two down, and they still.
1: Oh no! Won the fourth one. I mean, there was no way. 5-2 oh.
2: no, as well. They were five oh, that... two. They were planning a plotting a comeback as well. Nah. I just
0: I just uh, thought uh, there, there's, <laughs> there's a time there's a time to just stop being positive. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it just but, but, it, it, personal thing was just like. Just, just admit that we're beaten. I have. Yeah. It's absolutely fine and for you to yeah, say that fine. it has. You don't have yeah. to be super positive <laughs> every second.
1: But interestingly, <laughs> though, and it sounds so backwards for a supporter of a team that have lost 5-2 on the day, and then they weren't in it, really. But they didn't give in. It, it wasn't like we just let them walk through us we didn't really mm. we did mm. still try <laughs> pretty, and do things three of
0: the goals were just walk straight oh, no, through once us. the goals
1: were gone no, <laughs> once a, gen- the goals a gentle gentle jog <laughs> once the, go- yeah, yeah. the goals were, were, were gone you know once the goals were gone that was it but after that it, we we tried well, at least we tried we didn't just literally just stand there like lemons i, I, I think i think
0: the thing that i saw and i think you saw this as well danny was that mm. the heads never dropped they yeah, never yeah they never looked like they were oh my god what's going on we're atrocious and and having a go at each other none of that happened they all okay. i think they all kind of just accepted we're not fit enough mm-hmm. and uh, the comment that i made and i was very careful with the way that i worded this because i didn't want <laughs> to have a rob page moment on my hands but it it was like adults versus kids
2: mm. yeah in that second half i'm not sure i go that far it's just the, the way that they responded to being four two five two down wasn't of a team that were 4-5-2 down, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they stood up, they accepted it, but they also tried to make things happen. That's like, what I'm just, trying to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. We I, I was trying to think back to another 5-2 that I saw, which was Notts County in whatever year it was, 2009, Samo's first game as interim manager, I yeah. think, maybe. Yeah. Um, and that was absolutely horrendous that day. Like, And you could see heads dropping. You could see balls going awry. You could see passes going out of nowhere. And it was just awful. Um, we, you can think back to any hammering we've had and look back on what hap- then happened in the season after that. Because heads go and mm. you know, there's no leaders out. There's no one pulling people together. There's no one actually giving a toss what's going on. But at least during this, you can see people trying to do something. You can see people running. You can see people trying to do stuff with the ball. We've got people with quality like Pinnock on the ball that can produce something out of nowhere. I mean, Nicky Kabamba nearly scored. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? We still had that kind of intent to go forward. And I think that's the positive we can take from it because mm. we haven't just completely collapsed. Because if we did, we would have been...
1: <laughs> we, we just collapsed <laughs> it, for 15 it minutes. It would have been awful. It, we, yeah. we literally yeah. just collapsed for 15 minutes. And, and that's literally all it was. And you can sit and you can tear apart the mistakes for their five goals because, because that's what football fans do, right? But actually, and it sounds really bizarre again, take that away and with all things considered, it wasn't bad. It really wasn't. It, it, and I've sat through so many Cobbler's games, so many Cobbler's thrashings, and that wasn't bad. And poor old I, Brady, at one point, had, had his head in his hands. And me and Sean both looked at each other and just said, you know, there's, noth- there's nothing you can do. It's just one of those days. It really is just one of those days. And you just have to write it off, start again, and just draw a slate and just have a good go.
0: You see, right, I, I just want to, because I know that there are going to be some someone listening here right now who will be thinking, it was bad, and okay, yes, there are extenuating circumstances for why maybe it was bad by the COVID situation and the lack of fitness, having or match fitness, um, having missed three games and, and twenty odd days, um, but it was still a really poor second half. And it was realistically, if Swindon had been better, they'd have won that seven or eight.
1: That's true, and and... you
0: you know they 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 hit the bar twice. I think they had a good couple of times when there had a good couple of uh, efforts that went wide. When really you're thinking that should go in. I think there was also a block um, at one point that Guthrie made. Um, Personally, for me, I I I know why you're, you know, why you're thinking because the first half was fine. First half was good. We we did the, the same as what we'd basically had done at Exeter. I know Swindon took the lead, but we we came back quite well. And the, the end of that first half, we were the we were the only team that was going to go on and win it at that point. If the game was going to finish uh, in in time, you know, we weren't going to run out of fitness. I mean, Pinnock's free kick that he, oh, <laughs> oh, I was off my seat. In Germany, <laughs> uh, I was I was off the woodland floor. Uh, I was, <laughs> floor. you know, I was uh, amongst Germany, the it? pine trees. Oh, uh, I was, I was, the I was th- cheering. Th- not gonna like Angela though,
1: Merkel's tea out of her hands. The thing is, some people are going to say that it was poor, and because I think it was, <laughs> I, th- I don't I, think I, you can I, get I, away. I from disagree. That. I disagree. Not I don't disagree with the fact that the result is poor, and we made five really terrible decisions. Plus the
0: ones up, where they missed the goals.
1: All right, Charles. Ma- let me make me point, right? <laughs> so, di- taking away that the five terrible errors for the goals, because pretty much all of them were were easy to clear that we weren't cleared. Okay, so there's errors in the clearance, and actually, to be honest, I don't think Rob, <laughs> poor our keeper had uh, he had no chance really for any of them. Arguably, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So taking that away. And taking into consideration that I've sat through many a drubbing that have been significantly worse than that. Yes, it was a poor result. Yes, there was a, a large period of the game where we were poor. But on in, with face value, with everything considered, I don't think that that was alarming and that was a really poor football match for us. I've been to much worse, much, much worse games <laughs> in recent times.
0: I yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, I think that, I, I don't know, I, I think that the reason why most people are okay with it is because of the context. I think if you took that game out of context and, uh, you know, out of the context of, of the, you know, the COVID um, postponements and everything, the fact that, you know, it's our first game back and Swindon had already played a game in midweek. So they're a game ahead of us. We essentially need a pre-season to get us going again, which is what I think a couple of the journalists have said. Um, the, thing that, the thing that worries me is that it was so easy for Swindon to just rip us apart in that second half. And it comes down, yes, it comes down to fitness, um, but then that's the that's the context playing a part again. I, I I just look at it and I as a game on its own, I am I it was poor, and I think we have to admit that. And I think John Brady's admitting that, and I also think that the players will admit that. Yes, there are the circumstances behind it, and and that's a good thing. At least it's not something where John Brady is sat there rubbing his head going, I don't know what's wrong, I don't know how to fix this the answer to fixing it is basically more time on the training pitch and the players getting back their match fitness. I think that's where it then comes into the fore of actually we can go away and we can, uh, you know, essentially, I think we had a tweet, um, let me just say, uh, uh, from at Kev P. King, who just said, just no legs after all of the COVID issues. Throw it away as if it was a 1-0 loss and move on.
1: Yeah, I think that's what we have to do because I think we are in danger not as a fan base, but just as a, a group of players in particular, just to to overanalyze it. it was, you know, we just made some errors and had a poor fifteen minutes. It it wasn't as bad as what I think it it looks on paper. It certainly yeah. isn't that bad, and I think it's just a it was just a bad day at the office, and that, that's um, the crux of it.
0: There, there is he a striker? He was a number seven, I think, wasn't he? McCurdy?
1: He was again. mad. He was um, brilliant.
0: That's that. He'll never play that well again, though, will he? Let's be honest. That's his one <laughs> game, innit?
2: Well, he's a he's a maverick, isn't he, old McCurdy? He's <laughs> not really settled anywhere because he's got a bit of... I don't know how to describe it. A bit of bite about him, a bit of um, his character's one where... Is it a bit of the you Ishmael
0: either, de Montagnac?
2: No, I don't I don't know if he's like a rash player. I think he's just kind of one of those who's got a little bit of an attitude that if you've got him, you love him. If you haven't got him, you hate him kind of thing. Okay. But... And he had a bit of a bad time at Port Vale. I think didn't really get in. And then seems to have found the right place, the right manager for him at Swindon because he's flying this season. So his first season where he's probably looks like he's settled down and started scoring and he's got a fair few assists as well. So he's, he's one of them that you look at and thought he's, he's got that little bit of creative spark. He's got that, that energy and he's got that that same kind of thing as John Joe had, maybe mm-hmm. with a little bit more, I don't know, it's, it's that kind of... And talisman kind of thing, isn't it? Mm. That that he's got, that he just seems like he's is absolutely flying, and it is the type of player you'd love to have in the j- just as an option for us. But I think yeah. it's
1: important yeah. to note that having analyzed everything that we have and the way we've spoken about our team, I think it's very important to actually note the quality of Swindon. And oh, I, I,
0: do you know what? Can we, if we're going to talk about Swindon, can I just call out Johnny Williams for what he is, which is a chip. <laughs> Because <laughs> he is, there's no hiding it. The guy falls down and holds his head, basically trying to get players booked yeah. when he's not been touched, or at least he's not been touched in a way that would cause him to fall on the ground like in a heap the way he did. He's just a cheat, and yeah. I, I absolutely love the way that Hoskins did it back to him after the second time. Yeah. Basically, Johnny Williams clipped, you know, clipped Sam Hoskins. It was a foul, nothing really more than that. Oh, how many rolls did Sammy do? loads, loved it, I enjoyed yeah. that that serves you right, have a taste of your own mes- medicine, yeah. you little
2: twerp a
0: Little
2: twerp. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is he doesn't need to do it because he's, he he's, he's, he's quality. a quali- quality player for League 2 um, I think we said it when he played I think he came off the bench case at home and yes. he just said he's yeah. got that, that little bit of extra quality about him, you don't need to roll around and it's just shit and and every team's got it. We we've probably got it as well. So Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, but that Danny, just Danny it's just Rhodes, annoying because it, you kind but... of think he's not he's not doing what he's can do because he's he's so good. Yeah. He's uh, only twenty eight as well, I, he? I thought it was like thirty something. Huh. He looks about forty. Uh, I can think, I can, I'm can I
1: caveat your, your statements, both of you? Caveat it. Caveat it, go ahead. That's what happens when you have a referee that has no control, which, by the way, I'm going to caveat my statement also and say (laughs) that's not his fault. That's the fault of the fact that the standard of refereeing is not good enough, and that's all I'm going to say on that matter. Okay, fair
0: (laughs) enough. Uh, No problem at all. Uh, I just wanted to very quickly mention, um, because you brought him up, Danny. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the uh, fan club's uh, League 2 roundup. Podcast that comes out every Monday. Become a member of our fan club to uh, get your hands on that beauty. Um, John Joe scoring for fun at Mansfield, didn't he?
2: Uh, is he? Get I need to in. add that to the roundup. There oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scored again. Scored uh, twice now. He played like he,
1: he only had a contract yeah. till January, didn't he? And then they yeah, yeah, yeah. were they going to extend it?
0: There You go, John Joe working his magic oh, in Leeds. So oh, that's because
2: their match was postponed the other day. Yes, that's why I didn't put it in my roundup. Ah, there you go. Oh, okay. He must have scored the other day, did he? Yeah, yeah he, did. Yes, he did. Oh, I'm not <laughs> interested in that.
0: Then. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. No problem at all. Anyway, um, back to back to things. Um, obviously, uh, a lot of what we've talked about with the Swindon game has come back to the issue of the Covid situation. There were 13 games called off in the EFL over this. New Year's uh, weekend. Um, Four of those were in League Two. Um, Obviously, we had our three Christmas matches all postponed um, or suspended, depending on which word the club wanted to use on a particular day. Um, And that's brought up um, quite a lot in the wider context of football. Jurgen Klopp, not very happy, doesn't think that, um, you know, Clubs that are smaller than Liverpool should benefit from all of this, which seems daft, but anyway. Um, there was the issue um, that came to the fore of whether five substitutes should be allowed again. And I think this was where Jurgen was particularly uh, vociferous, shall we say, uh, about it. It does seem as though the big clubs, the ones that have got, you know, 750 million players in their squads, Uh, want to be able to use five subs, whereas smaller clubs like Burnley, I've chosen to use Burnley as as my choice simply because Jurgen Klopp chose them, not because I want to pick on anyone, especially not you, Sean Dyche. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Clubs like that, they don't have the big squads, and Sean Dyche sees that as being, uh, the five-sub thing, as being uh, a disadvantage for clubs like his, Burnley. Um, Thoughts? So the five-sub thing, would you bring it back? Yes or no?
1: I think it's probably sensible, isn't it?
0: Okay. Danny,
2: in favour? Um, yeah, I think for the time being, probably sensible. You can always take it back again, couldn't you? And the, th- the thing I look at it now, can we wait until we've made a couple of signings? Because <laughs> I, I fear five substitutes coming off that
1: bench. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. I also think as well that with, with the five sub situation, I think, by the way, what Sean Dyche said was, was nailed on. It was absolutely right. Um, But I do think that we need to change the issue around youth team player contracts because there's a big talking point about that, isn't there? That once Mm. you take them out of the youth... Well, if you're looking at teams like Northampton Town, Burton Albion, Crawley, you know, these really small teams in the wider footballing community, then that's an issue we really need to sort out because you're going to drown small clubs if you don't deal with that bigger issue and that wi- wide issue to enable us to have five subs to enable us to fulfill fixtures so effectively what the what we're doing by not allowing us to fulfill the fixtures because we're not allowed to sign these players on on whatever kind of temporary thing we need to do which is one big vicious circle isn't it we're just oh you're, round, you're round, talking round.
0: about the the squad registration yeah. numbers aren't you yeah because yeah. yeah. so that it's... would help
1: the five sub situation right
0: yeah yeah, I, th- I, th- I think there's an issue isn't there with regards to, I, I don't know if this is definitely correct um, or at least word for word as to what I'm going to say. But I think as soon as you name a youth team player in your first team matchday squad, mm-hmm. they then are given a space in the yeah. squad number. Absolutely. Um, which th- it, whether they come on the pitch or not as a sub. Uh, which obviously takes up a space in the squad, which reduces the amount of room that you can have. So potentially, you could end up with no room in your squad without selling a player or you know transferring them somewhere else um, to then be able to bring anyone else in. I, which I, is yeah, so I,
1: backwards, isn't it? Uh, I,
0: I think we'd need to know a bit more information as to exactly... Because uh, it's been brought in for a reason. That. No,
1: I, underst- I really but, understand the reason because it, what it does is it prevents us from selling our youth players on, right? Do you know what I mean? It's all this player pathway that's come in, which I really agree with. But given the, the current climate that we're in and, you know, the, we're forgetting this is an actual pandemic that we're dealing with. We've got to have some common sense approach to to the governing bodies of our sport to enable small clubs to be able to survive, right? And, yeah. that, and that goes with this five sub rule. So if you've got, you know... It, if we're talking two years ago and Max Deich is in our youth team and Brady's run out of defenders because they've all got COVID, but he has hmm. to fulfil a fixture, but Max Deich is in the youth team when he can't bring him over, well, it's common sense, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so. Sorry, but I'm, we I'm also I, do I, you've lost it. me, if I'm being honest. I'm lost. Yeah.
1: So if, for example, last Cause week...
0: Because he can do that, can't he?
1: Well, if he has to sign on for a pro contract, if that makes sense. No,
0: no, no. But the, it's not about him having getting a pro contra- contract. It's about him just become filling a space. That's what I
1: mean. Once he's filled a space, yeah, you can't give him back as such. Which sounds an awful way, but no, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I you can't take that right space now. off
0: of him again unless he leaves yeah, the club. Exactly,
1: yeah. and that and that's we can't do that. We can't do that at the moment. At the moment, there needs to be some wriggle room. We, we what we can't do is allow clubs to then exploit it. But we we need that to enable us to fulfill these fixtures.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've but we also you. need Sorry. to protect
1: those youth players because those those youth players are not used to playing against men. Right. So we also need to make sure that they're protected from injury. So we have got a big vicious circle at the moment within football. So we need to make sure we're looking after youth players. But we're also looking after clubs by enabling them to have five subs where needed and if needed, having to dip into their youth team on a temporary basis to allow the fulfilment of fixtures to prevent us from having to stack loads and loads of games, furthering the issues in the EFL at the moment.
0: Okay. Um, Another piece of news that came out on Sunday was that EFL clubs are no longer going to be testing their players on match days. Um, This was an article um, that the BBC published produced and essentially um it said that the uh testing every other day of the week would be sufficient um danny what are your immediate thoughts on that
2: um a little bit uneasy honestly i think for quite a few reasons i think you can easily test negative one day and positive the next i know i understand the reasons they're doing it because of the long journeys and calling Games off within an hour and a half is not ideal, um, but I just feel a little bit uneasy with that because you you could just as easily go on, uh, turn up on a match day, be positive without knowing it, score a goal, jump in the crowd, and <laughs> like infect a lot of people around you. Um, it's and I know you you can do that in training as well, so it, it's it, it's just difficult and you just it doesn't paint them in a great light. I don't think in terms of it feels like. The matches are more important than people's health, if that makes sense. Mm. So that that's the bit that makes me a little bit nervous about it. Um,
0: uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I I, I understand why they've done it. Is because of games being postponed once fans have maybe already set off to go to that game. Um, uh, there was a game, I think, um, uh, Hull City and Blackburn. Uh, on Boxing Day, it was postponed two hours before kickoff, and and obviously fans were already travelling at that point, and it was, yeah, that's that's not great, and you know I, I can understand why this will obviously help stop that from happening, but the one worry that I've got is that you're saying that you know lots of people could in, you know could be infected by somebody who is positive in the fans uh, but (laughs) there's also that thing of well if you've then got a member of the team turns up to play the game and he then infects you know half of his teammates and half of the opposition as well you've then got two clubs the following week or the following match day that may not be able to then play so because they've all got COVID Mm. so it, it feels like it's then just kicking the can down the road onto the next fixture if that makes sense. Yeah,
2: definitely does. Yeah,
0: mm. there you go. I, it's so complicated. This is the the main. There's no issue. easy solution, this, is though. I don't think. No, there's
2: no there is no massively easy solution to it. Um, I think we just got to hope that it eases off a little bit. Um, and gladly, it's it has done for us to be able to play again. But yeah. there isn't, as with it, there has been for the last couple of years with everything in football. There's no easy or right answer for for anything. I think. Yeah, and the other thing that
0: it makes me or that makes me uneasy is that it it feels like it almost gives another avenue for people who have said things along the lines of, if you stop testing for COVID, then COVID goes away. It gives them (laughs) a bit more of ammunition to use, (laughs) at which, (laughs) yeah, that, that makes me uneasy as well that, that that's happening. However, um, yeah, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer with it, is there? Really, at this point, it's far too difficult, and a podcast is certainly not going to be able to come up with an idea that solves everything.
2: <laughs> uh, I think Neil had one, but he's not here. It's oh, a shame. Isn't something involving water, I think, something like that. Water. I oh, not remember exactly slides. what it was, but yeah, slides. slides yeah, but, uh, yeah General hoopla.
0: Water slides with with with
1: the, with the animal.
0: Oh, maybe. Maybe
1: <laughs> yeah, that would I mean, work. soon to ITV. Because of the, anim- <laughs> the animal is quite uh, boisterous, shall we say. So he would be good as like, a, you know, those people that like get, you know, the rubber dinghies that you get. The person that like shoots people down the water slide so that you like jump off and then you bungee jump into the middle of the pitch and then boom.
2: Brilliant. Brilliant.
1: Obviously. Alan McCormack uh, will solve everything. <laughs> genius <laughs> much, that he is.
2: Much missed. Much, much missed. missed. He's not dead, daddy.
1: Oh no, he's not no, dead. He's... Obviously, no, He's having a great old time. I much say. missed
2: around the place. Imagine okay. him in this team. Oh, oh he'd Lord. be so
1: much fun. Imagine how much fun in... him and the king would have.
0: <laughs> Arguing over the who gets top spot on the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they'd uh, all be there. Oh. Hello. They'd all be there. I'd just Uh,
1: just invite them to Christmas dinner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Treason. Thank you, Danny. I'm glad someone was paying attention. Uh, Right. Before we go for a break, I just wanted to mention how um, really good I thought the idea of the supporters walk was that the club put on last week. Um, Tom Cliff's idea. Fabulous idea. Um, Basically, the club just arranged a walk during Christmas for all the supporters that could turn up. I think was it was on a Wednesday, uh, sort of just after lunch sort of time, one o'clock yeah. maybe. Uh, Tom Cliff uh, had the idea and alongside uh, Tom, Kelvin Thomas, uh, James Whiting, uh, Hayden Spensley, friend of the pod, uh, and Sammo and Mort all went on a, on a walk and it was basically open for people to just go along. If you wanted to have a chat, if you felt you were missing football, you felt a bit lonely, whatever it was, you could have gone along. And I thought it was a great idea. Um, I don't know how it actually went because um, I actually think this is one of the other things that I wanted to kind of praise the club on, which was that, okay, yes, they organised it. Yes, they advertised the fact that it was happening. And yes, they did a thing afterwards where they said it had happened. Um, you know, they put the article on the website and on Twitter. But there, were, there was no great big... Like, oh, look at what we did. Here's some pictures from the walk and, uh, you know, here's how many people turned up and all this, that and the other. I actually thought that was a really positive thing for them not to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's one you don't need to, isn't it? Yeah, it made it about the fact, look, literally, this is just a thing that if you need us, we're here. Please do come and, you know, have a chat. And it can be about anything, and I thought it was a really, really good uh, idea that Tom had. So,
2: yeah. also, uh, if you up. if you tell people that Adam Morton's going, it, there is a danger <laughs> that it would have got overcrowded, mobbed, mobbed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: brilliant. We'll be back in a moment after this. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Welcome back to It's All Cobbs to Me. Thank you very much for not leaving us high and dry. It's time for some emails. It's time to read your letters out. But things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun at podcast at cobblers to me dot com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Brett Nurse has sent us a wonderful email. Um, He says, hi, folks, subscriber of just over a month or so. Love the pod. I'd argue that it should be given an award if such things ever existed. Uh, The Thoughts. So, full disclosure, I'm a Plymouth-based Spurs fan of over 30 years. I have, however, worked with jingalist extraordinaire Malcolm Butler for around six years. A good friend and as good a man as you could ever wish. Oh, all right, Brett, Crikey. you give him a big (laughs) head. I attended a cobbler's game for the first time with Malk at St. James Park against the Exeter Scun. I'm still a Plymouthonian In 2019, an agonizing 3-2 defeat, you may recall. I've subsequently adopted the Cobblers as my second team and recently attended the same fixture a few weeks back, an altogether more enjoyable affair, even with the absence of Keon Atete. Anyway, I'm looking to start attending more games further afield in due course once all this weirdness in the world starts to calm down. There's been talk of Swindon on New Year's Day, but that seems a bit far-fetched at the point that he wrote it. Anyway, if you could indulge me two questions, please. So, number one could you please describe your ideal match day experience for home games please any rituals places to eat or drink etc i'm hoping to get up to six fields before the end of the season and it would be good to get some ideas of things to do number two do any of you have second clubs it's a concept that has historically offended me plymouth Argyle will inspire local interest in me but no more than that it does feel like I'm cheating on Spurs a little bit. But then I remember that this is football, and I think it's okay, right? Anyways, keep up the good work. Shoe army, Brett. Oh. Nice, nice,
1: nice questions, Brett.
0: Nice questions. So, uh, should we go, let's go with question number one. Any uh, home match rituals uh, that either of you would suggest?
1: i have uh, haribo haribo, haribo Gotham, yeah. yeah danny yeah. has his haribo <laughs>
0: uh, any places that you go to eat or drink anything that you uh, i go to my mum's house
2: but i'm not sure brett would <laughs> well he would he would love my mum's
0: <laughs> what you're <laughs> trying to <laughs> say was... is you're not sure your mum would appreciate brett just turning over. no
2: no she might wonder what's going on but that's my general haunt
0: <laughs> danny said that it, this was the place to go pretty much <laughs> Mrs. Brothers, could I come in? (laughs) Oh, I love the idea of that. Please don't do that, Brett. Uh, But if you do, let us know on Twitter. That covers to me. Thanks very (laughs) much. Uh, uh, um, I I suppose, really, of late, recently, I've been, I I tend to go and have a drink in the tavern over at the Six Wheels Tavern and then go um and potentially possibly if there's time have another drink in uh cars bar and then go in
2: yeah um, that's that's a good staple i think isn't it yeah uh, so you're getting the best of both then
0: yeah, yeah i'm giving a bit of money to the club but i'm also you know standing in a far bigger area either inside yeah. or outside in the I, actual pub. I enjoy
2: cars bar just because it's that feeling of being surrounded and at the ground and hmm. you just get chatting to anyone don't you and there's that I mean, taverns more of a you get you know that it's a pub kind of thing thing, don't yes. you? Whereas cars by you that you know you're at the game, you're there, nothing can go wrong until three o'clock, <laughs> and you see the same old faces all the time. It's just a nice feeling to be part of it. It's just you just want it to be a bit bigger. That's the only thing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do think that if you if if we lived in Northampton, by we I mean me and my family, then things would be a lot different because I'd I'd probably go to pubs. You know, and I'd, I'd probably make a bit of a bit more of a, a day of it, like you do on an away game, where I'd probably get you know the bus in, or I'd maybe even walk through town to get Uber. to Sixfields. Get an Uber, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and therefore I'd, I'd maybe go and go to a different pub before getting to Sixfields. So it depends where you're kind of coming from. Like if if you were coming from getting off the train, for instance, then then I'd possibly go and have a drink somewhere along the way beforehand or maybe something to eat um, before getting into the six hoods area. But um, as long as you've got your Haribo, I would suggest that uh, everything else is, is completely game. Yeah. Um, Chezzy's quiet, which leads me to believe that she's got some thoughts on number two. Hang <laughs> on, I need to talk words. about
1: number one first.
0: Oh, are you not ready for that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were done. just like, no, just like I'm quite blind
2: happy. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: waiting here. for you to let me speak. Oh, okay. No, sorry. I'm I, I thought you did speak. No, I'm it's I it's just. I thought you were Hey?
2: Give us your thoughts on number one. Where you come <laughs> where, What's your name and where you come from?
1: That's, well, yeah, that's before my time that programme. Oh. Mm. I know, but anyway, anyway. So, so my my ritual is M5, M4, A420, <laughs> M five, M four, A four twenty, M forty, um, and A forty three, and probably
0: probably similar to what Brett will do. Yeah. if he drives to well, be and a bit yeah. and a
1: bit more, <laughs> and the rest of the country. But mm. I have a I have a scarf right that uh, was handed yep. to me by my father uh, when I was really really young. And it's a it's a scarf from the eighty seven eight six eighty seven season. Okay. Of which Sean said, "You'll never see a team like that." Handed me the scarf and said I mm-hmm. could have it, and then I had to allow him to concede that and say that Wilder's team were as good in twenty sixteen. And I, and every single game that I've been to, I've always worn that scarf, so I never take that scarf off. Like I've I'll always wear it to a game, so that's the only ritual I have really.
0: So, so are you suggesting that Brett needs to get a hold of a, a scarf from 1987?
1: Um, I mean, probably not, because <laughs> my cobbler supporting life has not bought me much success on the face value, really. So I think I was sold <laughs> a bit of a lie.
0: Okay. What <laughs> What about number two then? Jenny? Yeah, a no, number two is an
1: outrage. You can't have a second team. That's it.
0: Okay, okay, done. So he can't come to the cobblers then?
1: We can come to the cobblers, <laughs> but they can't be a second team.
0: Right. Okay. He's quite so, welcome
1: to be there, but they ain't his he, second team.
0: He can come, but he can't support us.
1: No, absolutely not. He has to be right, neutral. Okay. Has to be completely neutral.
2: <laughs> uh, Daddy, what? What say you? No. Uh, mate, yeah, I think you can.
1: Hang have on, Daddy. In- no. Yeah. No.
2: No. Sorry, I was, tr- I was trying to think which one I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> th- you can have teams that you're interested in. Okay. Let's say um, I've introduced a couple of people to the cobblers and they would now call themselves I, fans. I but <laughs> I caveat that with the fact that, that most of them are fans of premier league teams that know that we're never going to be a threat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, okay. And I think that's okay. In a way you can have like teams that you like doing well and you, you know, you've got friends who support them and stuff and all that kind of thing, but you, you're never ever going to get the teams what you're, the same kind of passion that you are towards your own team, are you like? This just doesn't happen. And if that the the wrong thing is, is if you've got two that you're just going to one one where you can go into one the other. That's and uh, yeah, I don't like that. Is get that I, out?
0: Yeah do your do your friends go and watch their Premier League sides? Like yes, yeah. right, okay. Because I, I think that does not necessarily make a difference, but I think that does mean something. I think if. If Brett, you only ever watch Spurs sat in front of your TV, or in front of a TV in public, i.e., the pub, and you've never been to watch them live, then 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 are you that big of a fan? Oh, I've opened up a can of worms Ooh. there, haven't I? Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I, I am. I am the same. I am. I. I would uh, not appreciate a half and half.
2: No. No. Get, up, get, no, out. get that out! Get that out! Get that it? Was out. it Jake Sharp who's got Jake that Sharp with get his him out. Liverpool North on, Ante- Get out, Jake! Someone needs to get Abby to cut it in half <laughs> and burn <laughs> the red side. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I, 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 I'm a bit like what you said. I, I'm happy for you to come and give us your money and to cheer us if we score. But you you've got to make a decision, Brett. Are you a cobblers fan or are you a Spurs fan? Now I, I would argue that if you chose to leave behind Spurs, then 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 you're no better than Mr. Winkleman.
1: See, to coin to coin a phrase of Danny's, which I'm gonna steal, and I know Ooh. we've had we've had lots I'm of yeah, laughter in it? relation to this <laughs> phrase used. But the one thing that really gets my go. Not that yes. was yeah, 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 sold for in Africa, <clears throat> true story. But yeah. the thing that really irritates me, and Brett will understand this, living down these parts, you get people who go, oh, I'm a Spurs fan. Well, oh, I'm an Arsenal fan. They ain't ever never been a bath, let alone London, <laughs> right?"
0: Nor have, like, have you one? ever
1: even <laughs> been. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you know, they've never even been to London. And it's like, how can you possibly conceive the idea of being a fan of a club that you've never even been to the city/slash town of? I don't understand mm. that. I know it's so ironic talking with the broadest farmer accent you've ever heard, <laughs> being a Northampton town fan. But unfortunately, it was by blood and birth that I arrived being a Northampton town fan. You know, there's nothing I can do about my family being Northamptonians. You know, I it was I was born into it, but I know a thousand million percent that if my family were born in Yeovil and I lived in Yeovil, I'd be a Yeovil fan. If my family were born in Exeter and I lived in Exeter, I'd be an Exeter fan. Do you know what I mean? I I don't understand where this... And it is the glorified Premier League glory days, isn't it? Oh, I want to be a fan because they win loads of trophies. We we've really lost that community <laughs> spirit. not sure we? Brett's
2: got that problem, to be fair. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no, this is very true. But do you know what I mean? I find it really I find do you know I actually find it quite I quite find it quite upsetting for them because I feel that and I genuinely mean this, that there are people out there in this world. Who live in places, maybe like Somerset or up north somewhere or anywhere, who support, you know, whatever team it is in London that will never feel the joy that we feel alongside the despair, obviously. But could you, the joy that we get on so many occasions, and it's not joy that is matched by like trophies, it's joy of plastic chairs or joy of, like, inflatables at an away game. It's all that kind of stuff, isn't it? And you'll never get that. And that bothers me because, as a football fan, I feel so passionately about that. Like, days that shouldn't mean anything mean so much. Like, drawing 2-2 against MK Dons and a plastic chair going on the pitch, or a wheelchair invader of a pitch when we save ourselves from potential relegation, which we didn't even save ourselves anyway. Oh, who,
0: by the way... Derry's been at it again if yeah, you on Yeah, I know. Fabulous. You, well done, Derry. Well,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well done. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, those are such magical moments in our lives. And I would, f- I feel so sad for the people that have that void. And that's my speech. Brilliant.
0: There you go, Brett. I hope you've got your answer. I'm yes. not sure if you do, but there you go. Uh, Richard Dewhurst. Hi. Hello, all. Richard. Just seen the uh, the old news of uh, Swindon raising ticket prices for their cup game in Man City, which is on Friday night, by around 50%. The club have promised the money will be reinvested, but understandably some of Swindon fans are unhappy. With replays being scrapped for round three and four this season, maybe it is a smart move since there's a big chance for the club to make some money. What do the pod team make of this? If the same thing happened with the Cobblers, would you pay £35 for a ticket, Danny?
2: Uh, yeah, because I did <laughs> when we played. Uh, I think they United. did it when we played Man United, didn't we? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a difficult one because not everyone can afford £35 and it's a massive thing to pay almost double the ticket prices to what you usually would pay. So that's the issue, I think. Um, to me personally, if I could and if I could make it to the game and if I could afford it, then I would because it's one of those things that doesn't happen probably once or twice in your lifetime. Um, like when you watch Man United... Uh, rock up at six fields where you see the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo and stuff tearing up the left-hand side against Derek Asamoah that's something you're not going to see again yeah. um, so that that's to me what sells it it's like what you're going to get for it it's it's the moment but I can completely understand how some fans would be upset by that sure
0: there's also I think you you You've got to put into because this is part of the uh, what I've seen. At least one, I think it was maybe um, the Loathed Stranger podcast. Uh, the chap that runs their uh, pod and the Twitter account saying that it wasn't that long ago that essentially fans were being asked to not take a refund for their season ticket uh, for you know the twenty twenty or twenty nineteen twenty season <laughs> that was ended uh, they've obviously had a huge issue with um former owner lee power um the new owners are in now but there was you know a lot of uh stuff going on that they weren't happy about and they they did a lot and you know paid a lot of money out essentially in order to go and watch their team play and now they've got a big you know the arguably the biggest club or at least the the best club in the country right now coming to the county ground and the fans are now being asked well essentially they're being they feel like they're being punished jesse i mean uh, would would you agree with that would you feel like you're being punished
1: i don't know how to feel about this one and my instinct tells me that i'm not happy about it Hmm. um
0: would you would you still pay for it
1: oh absolutely and that's yeah. where that's where i don't know how to feel about it because without a doubt i i wouldn't even have to think about it and and i know not everybody is in the fortunate enough position to not have to to, to yeah. just be able to not think about it and i understand that and i think that's why i feel the way i feel um but for me i just would do it regardless of the implications i would just do it because like danny says it just doesn't happen for for us but what bothers me is that you might have a little 7 year old lad or a 7 year old girl who really wants to go and watch let's take the people in question swindon town and their mum or their dad or whoever they live with says actually we can't go because i can't afford the ticket because it's doubled the price now and that mm. really really bothers me yeah. because these. This is potentially what feeds a child's interest in their hometown club, which is what we've talked about earlier on, isn't it? And we're in danger of losing that as a society and games like this ignite that. And what we don't want to do is take that away. However, I can understand that it's a potential to make money um, and money that might really be needed now if the club I think my personal instinct would be that I would pay it anyway but if my club came out and said look we're gonna have to double these prices this is because of xyz we need it for this this and this and if I felt that that investment was going to a place that was necessary and a place that I felt that was really needed I would be really settled and happy with that
0: could you could you give me an example of what what it would be then that they could say that they need the money for?
1: So, for example, maybe if their women had an FA Cup run that they needed to pay for. If they needed to pay for transport to the games, if they needed to pay for catering. There are other
0: ways of doing that. Though, I
1: agree. I ag- I agree. I really agree. I'm just trying to find...
0: I, yeah, well, this is the thing. I personally, I don't think you can find anything. I think this is an example. and I think actually what you said, Chessie, about the fact that you would pay it, anyway regardless that's what's wrong here. not you you've not you're not doing anything wrong you're being taken advantage of
1: potentially by the by the owners of the club
0: because they know that you will you know the vast majority will still pay it they might not like it but they'll still do it the only way to actually stop them doing it in this moment of time would be for all the swindon fans to say no i'm not paying for it And I'm not going.
1: And the thing is, you're right because that's never going to happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the big issue is that. And I and I I know that you know Rich is saying here that they're going to reinvest the money back into the club. Absolutely fine, and of course that is what should happen with it. Do that, yeah. But I, I do look at it and go, you are you're taking your own fans. For a ride. Now, yes, we did it with Man United. Uh, 2004, the FA Cup fourth round game, Man United, remember, subsidised mm-hmm. the ticket cost for their fans because they turned around and went, the Cobblers have put the money up. You're, we're not going to ask you to pay that. We will only charge you their normal match day fee, so about twenty quid, whatever it was at the time. Yo, Whereas we one were it, it was putting about 16 it sixteen quid, maybe yeah, whatever yeah. it was at the time. They were they asked the fans, their fans, United fans, to pay that normal amount, and then Man United topped up to give to the cobblers, which you know is them saying, and they they made a statement out of it and saying, look, you know our fans are being punished for the fact that it's Man United because we're bigger, we're a big club. Yeah.
1: Interestingly, I have a very vivid memory that I believe, now please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Liverpool kept the tickets at at a reduced rate for our fans so that it wasn't, so for example, they can charge, there's banding, isn't there, for games?
0: Yeah. mm -hmm. And they
1: chose like the, the banding that, would be appropriate as opposed to exploiting but I think what would be really interesting and I'd really really be interested to know this what's happening to season ticket holders
0: yeah that that is the other question isn't it because that's the the other part of it but yeah I I think at the end of the day the, the answer is unfortunately yes the cobblers would probably do exactly the same yeah and yes we would the three of us would probably pay the additional money. But we I would wouldn't do. be happy about it and we'd probably use this platform to say we're not happy yeah, about it. Yeah,
1: but do you so. know what I would do, though? There you
0: go.
1: I would <laughs> go. I would genuinely contact my club as a football fan. I, and I'm not saying this is as a Northampton Town fan. I'm saying it as any football fan. I would contact my club and ask where that money is going. Just so there was transparency. And then I would feel comfortable about doing it.
0: Yeah, they could. Uh, yeah,
2: I would um, demand it get spent on the Dean Pier Corridor.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome. Yes. Brilliant. No, I would like a Water Slide with a bungee jump oh, that Ali, yes. a- Alan McCormack is managers in his in his I don't want to say old age because he ain't old, but in his Ooh. retirement.
0: Send your emails to podcast at cobblers to me.com. Hashtag uh, waterpark. You might get <laughs> you might get some answers <laughs> you don't like and you might get some ones you do. Uh anyway, before we go, NTFC women. We've got mm-hmm. to talk about the women mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was about to say we love them. I mean the team do not misinterpret what I've just said. AFC women were 2-0 down at halftime, away at Ooty Bridge War Memorial in their <laughs> latest league game on Sunday. i would have flowed. stop it. Calls <laughs> from Charlie Cooper, Bianca Luttman, and an Alex Dix brace secured a magnificent turnaround as the Cobblers won 4-2 to remain top of the league. Four points clear with two games in hand. Thank you for adding that in there for me, Danny. That was brilliant. Um, brilliant I, I yeah i mean i know the guys josh and lou were not happy with the first half performance at all um they did have to make several changes due to um covid or um injuries um abby Bruin, for example didn't didn't travel wasn't there don't know why just well can't, can't confirm or deny that she's uh, got a sniffle um so there you go um but lou barry did describe the third goal, which is Bianca's goal, has a Thunder Bastard. Yes.
2: Brilliant. Right there. So there you go. <laughs> I love that. I mean, to come from behind in any way from 2-0 down is great. To come from behind against the team second at the league is a magnificent, isn't it? I, I, I just it love Ooty Bridge War Memorial. Is a fantastic bridge. name. Ooty Ooty bridge. Bridge. They want to get back in the bridge, then, don't they? <laughs> get back in there. <laughs> oh dear! No. Got league uh, cup next week. Oh, Charles. Yeah, who's it against? League cup fun. against Sleaford Town final. Did you say? No, no. Oh,
0: uh, just league cup. League, league cup. Up. Oh, league cup fun is what you said. Sorry, league cup fun. Yes, league cup ah, fun day. I misheard. Sleaford
2: Town. Ah. Got a few more goals up there.
0: Hopefully, yes. That would be lovely. Um, No match report um, or uh, interview with the managers this week, um, but hopefully back next week with a bit of that. Um, So, well done to the ladies again. Fabulous. um, Fabulous result. Well done. Happy, happy days. Do go down and support them if you can. Uh, They usually play Sundays, 2pm kickoff, and when they're at home, they're at Harpole Football Playing Fields, home of Harpole FC. Uh, yes, that's it for this week. Thank you again for listening. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Thank you, Chessie. You're welcome. If you'd like to hear more from us, uh, you can go to our website, cobblers dot mecom where this week you'll find uh, a, a return of an old favourite. If you ever knew Danny Brothers <laughs> pre It's All Cobblers to Me, you'll know that he wrote <laughs> a sorry. magnificent blog, w- a website uh, about the cobblers, Um, absolutely lovely and one of the things that he did every single year was uh, a brilliant blog the things that won't be happening in 2022 and that's exactly what you've done this year for us isn't it Danny some tremendous predictions that won't be happening Uh, I won't ruin it for you but can I just say Sven Ooh. Oh, there too you much. Go. I've said too much already. cobblers 2 mecom Go there. You'll find match previews. Be there you'll or find be square. Blog. Indeed. <laughs> um, and you'll get information on the fan club as well. Oh, and of course, go and buy a mug as well. Thank Rugged. you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you again or hear from us again next week. Goodbye. A toodle pips.
2: There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The coppers are going through in Division One. Bring them on because we deserve it.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing. So we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey.
0: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh,
2: sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.